And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, a little bit of a stutter there. Um, I don't know if we can hear our players right now. Can someone say something? Hello, oh, so quiet there for a minute. Scared the hell out of me. Jesus Christ almighty. Well, we were actually being bold for we It's so weird when you guys just don't interrupt me all the time. I just, uh, I think there's technical difficulties. My Lord. And so... When we last left our heroes, having finally gathered the last of the mortal champion's weapons, a mystic lantern found in a strange temple just outside the city of Hansor, the party made their way back to the Presage airship, where the Presage Lord Lucius and others waited for them. At this point, it was now up to the group to decide where they should travel next. With word bearing down that a party of undead, an army of undead, were now approaching Thule's tomb. With little time left, it was time to gather the allies they had made for a final confrontation. After a bit of deliberating, they decided first to head to the hometown of Trellis, a place where they had originally been given their name, the Wards of Defiance. On the ride there, it was told to them that it would take a few weeks, or sorry, take a few days before they would reach Trellis, and so they had some time to train. However, before the training began, there was a night's rest that need to be had. Alara sitting down with the lantern, trying to convince it that they were friends. Mostly everyone slept well that night, aside from the poor halfling Eli, whose fate may be decided for him, but more on that later. As the morning began, the party went down to the ship's commissary. The dining hall was filled with individuals all around, feasting on whatever their hearts desired. And it seemed Alara finally got her wish of having chocolate ice cream and chocolate milk for breakfast. Afterwards, the party went off to their trainings, Lucy heading over to the ship's forge in order to enhance some of his weaponry, as well as see if there was any small items for him to gather there. Pavo meeting Eli down in the training room, seeing his friend frantic, decided to help him burn off some steam and spar for a while. Unfortunately, our halfling friend was no match for the determined and disciplined monk. However, after the battle, the two shared some heartfelt words with each other before sitting in silence for a while as friends. The, party, the rest of the party made their way to the library 
to see if there was any knowledge that they could find. Ollie finding a book, a biography, if you will, of an ancient healer. Tricks looking for more information on firearms. And Ash looking for more information on fire magic in general. And as Alara made her way through the book stacks, guided by the librarian, it seemed time began to slow and stop all around her. With her mentor appearing by her side, they engaged in a conversation. Resilian asking to show Alara something, to help convince her of the magnitude of what they are facing. The two slipped away, only to find themselves high above the skies, in the starfield itself, floating on an asteroid, at the end of time. There, Resilian tried to explain to Alara just how difficult it would be and that there were no other options available to them at this point. He asked her to join against the fight and stand beside his side, beside him, against Rhea. However, listening to her friends, Lara said no. And so a battle was on the verge. And so, our story continues. <laughs> Eli and Pavo. Just like, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, Pavo, no, I'm joking. <laughs> as the two of you sit in the sands, not as a word is spoken between the two of you. You sit there in silence for close to an hour. However, the silence is broken as a voice is heard from the railing above. You just gonna sit there all day. That pit is for training. Eli will look out up at him and kiss his teeth. One Eli must is... train the mind as well as the body. As the two of you look up towards the figure, you just have time to see the large finger figure fling itself over the side of the railing. The figure twists in the air, crashing down on a single knee in front of you. The sand shakes a little and bursts into the air from the point of impact. As the figure stands upright, you see the gray-skinned, bald head of General Theris. He's covered in heavy leather armor that would make a metal-plated knight think twice. At his sides, two small warhammers hang from holsters, and on his back you note the mighty great axe that looks to be made of unforged iron 
a perfect blend of stone and metal. He crosses his arms, allowing a cobalt blue cape to cover one side. The Earth Ganassi stands more akin to a statue of a legendary soldier than a living being. You've come here to train. So, get off your asses and train. Haven't you watched? I've been training all morning. Give me a break, man. Taking a breather. His face looks a little shocked towards your demeanor. Hmm. Seems this pebble's getting soft. Why'd you come here? The train. <laughs> train for I don't know what? if you were watching. I just got my butt kicked. Take it a second. And what about you? God, Pablo. As I said before, one must also train the mind as well as the body. Hmm. Yep. Softest pebbles I've ever seen. Well, if you're, when you're done making sandcastles down there, <laughs> if you actually want to train, let me know. Might take you up on that. Hmm. I'm pretty sure, Eli, we could take him if we work together as a unit. No, that in my mind. Uh, but out of game, do I have any hit points? <laughs> you have been sitting there for an hour, so you can go ahead and use as many hit point dice as you'd like, as it would be considered a short rest. How much does that Okay. Alright, well, if you're all just gonna sit there, I might as well not waste my time with you. As he turns and begins to leave the pit. What would you guys like to do? I'm ready to head back. It's enough for one day. Have you calmed down from our earlier session? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, if there's anything you need, feel free to come to me. It's not, it's not hard to notice how your demeanor changed from your playful, playfulness from the night before to your aggression today. So I just had a bad dream. Like I said, it's just getting to me. All this stuff. Well, it was you that told me that sharing was the best medicine for things that were bothering you. For guilt. I don't know. Do you feel guilty about something? No. I'm not. I'm not big on guilt as a rule. 
than what eats at you, because knowing what we are about to face, it's true what I say that your mind must be focused. I'm focused. I'm focused. Uh, yeah, I just... I got some stuff that I gotta make sense of. Pablo's just gonna be staring as... as intensely <laughs> towards Eli to see... any type of reaction. He looks like he's hiding something. Well, that's obvious, but you don't want to share. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm afraid to say anything, because... Because of what? Because I don't know how everyone's going to react. I don't know if it's true, or if I'm just losing my shit over here. Well, we are all under a lot of stress. So whatever you need to do to take this burden off of your shoulders, the rest of us are here. We can help you. Do you remember anything about your past lives? Just that small vision that I had when I came in contact with that gem. But as far as actual memories or feelings or experiences, I have none. So you don't know how you died or anything? Well, in the vision, I know exactly how I died. It's when I took the flame from Thule that my previous self was engulfed in flame and then I ended up turning into an egg. But as far as that memory on my own without that vision, I have no knowledge of it. Have you lived like multiple lives or? That I do not two? know. I can only assume that, yes, I have had multiples, but as far as memories of any of them, besides that one vision, I cannot say for certain. So it's just a vision. You didn't feel anything. Did there you? was no feeling. There was no attachment to the memory at all. Why do you ask? He'll look at him and then he'll sigh really heavy and hesitate. And I want to look to see if anybody else is around. Make a perception check for me. Okay. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> Ten. Ten? Looking around, you don't see any other individuals within the pits. However, you can't really see up above the uh, the railway to determine if there's anyone there. Aside from the two of you that are in the pits, it seems that General Theris has also stopped to do a little bit of training on his own. Can he doesn't seem me? to be... Okay. Eh, he doesn't seem to have any interest towards your conversation. I'll lower my voice a little bit anyway. Um, when I went to sleep yesterday night, 
you know, even around and all he's talked about how the daggers are talking to me and saying stuff and in my dream yesterday, I was in the city of gold and I was right in front of where Thule's flame is and I heard a voice and at first I thought I thought it was Thule. And then this figure appeared and it became clear eventually that I was talking to death. And they, he told me some stuff about the weapons and how all of the primordial elements know what's going on with Thule and that there's only one way to take Thule out. And, and what was that? He said, I've got a bond with the dagger. Haven't you already? More. How do you become more and bonded with the weapon that you've already bonded to? I die. I don't follow. Said, How does that help us? He said it's the only way that I can... He said... that I have to become a Reaper. The Reaper. So you essentially become death itself? From what I understood. Pavo's trying to you know, process all this. So, essentially, you have a way to stop all this, but in turn, you have to sacrifice yourself, is what you're saying. Yeah. It's not just a temporary thing either, or to be honest with you, I don't know how much of a deal I'd make of it, but I'd be doing that, I'm guessing. I didn't ask, I got too pissed off. Forever, for everyone. So that's everybody I've ever met, ever known, ever loved. I gotta watch them all die. But in turn, does that not mean that we would be with you again? Yeah, I don't know how much consolation that is for me. Hmm. Anyway. See, at, at the monastery, That's... we are taught that death is nothing to be afraid of. Because without death, there cannot be life. I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of immortality. I don't do that shit. Well... Everything comes to an end eventually. So if somebody else were to become the champion, wouldn't that basically take over your role? Oh, I become the end. I am the end. Hmm. Maybe it wouldn't seem as long when you when you pass over to that aspect. 
Like maybe time is different for you than it would be for us in the mortal realm. And when do you know if you have to choose this or not? You kept saying I already chose. I don't think that's true. I don't even know if any of this is real or if I'm just losing my shit, but it feels real. And I don't want to tell the group because I think they're going to get all weird about it. Alara's going to... No, I completely understand that. So if you don't know if it's true or not, then why is it bothering you so much? Because it feels true. Use the same words as the ones the daggers have been whispering. New Ashante's name. I don't know. It could have been a dream. But it's yeah. not hitting me right. I wish I could come up with some type of words to put you at ease, but this is a huge burden to be put upon you. Yeah. I wish there was some way that I could assist in making and helping you with this decision. I don't think there is such horseshit. It's really unfair. I just found my family. And now what? Why? Fuck. Maybe that's why your father was so upset with Rhea. I don't know what he knows, what he doesn't know anymore. Rhea seems to know a lot about the champions. At the end of the day, I picked up those daggers. So I did choose them. Although I do keep thinking about Resilient and how he knew I would bond with them when he chucked one at me. So in a way, Basically he kind of forced upon me you. all of this. Yeah, he did. Well, maybe there's still another choice to be made. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Thule has been defeated before. No, he hasn't. That was saying the reason that he hasn't passed on is because his soul needs to be ferried by the Reaper. So, so you must, you must take Thule yourself and cross him over. That's the other thing. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Well, if it is destined, then you would obviously know exactly what to do when that time comes. Unfortunately, I'm not the best at giving great advice. I like to take things just as they come. Things come naturally one way or another, right or wrong. We make the decisions based on what we, the information we have. We'll keep it You'll make the right choice. I hope so. I don't know. 
like I said, my past supposed lives, I do not remember. So you may not remember a lot of other things. So therefore this pain and that you're feeling now may not be something you experience later on. Yeah, it's just hard to make a choice without knowing. Anyway, don't tell anybody, eh? I give you my word. I do Thanks. appreciate you confiding in me. I hope it does help, though, as far as putting your mind at ease so that way you can be more focused when it comes time to be able to do what we need to do. It is what it is. I'll figure it out. And if you ever need a sounding board, you know where to find me. Yeah, I have a feeling I might hoping to learn more. Well, only through experience can we learn. Yeah. Let's get going. So with that being said, else. I will see if this general is worth my while. You're going to take him? Came down here to train. So why not? All right, I'll have a go at him with you. I don't like his attitude. <laughs> it helps get aggression out. Tell me about it. With that, I want to fling a dart to stick at one of the posts that he's next to. Make a sleight of hand check for me. A sleight of hand. Okay, it's 19. 19. As the dart whips out from your hand, it flies directly over the shoulder of the general. He stops his training and stares at the dagger for a moment. <laughs> you girls done yapping over there. How oh, will you talk to this guy, man? I can't. The general turns around. Now, are you ready to train, Pebbles? Yeah, let's go. Holy crap. This place is a temple for the body. And if you do want to train, you must know what you are training for. So I ask again, do you come here to grow stronger, to move faster, to have the will and stamina to fight longer? 
Why do yes, you sir. come train? To get stronger, all that stuff you said. Get be a warrior. <laughs> Quickness. You can't be hit. You can't die. Hmm. You then, Feathered Pebble. Hmm. He pulls his cape from off of his back, holding it aloft in front of you. You want to move faster. You need to move beyond the wings. I want you to come and get this. And as he says that, you see a large boulder begin to rise out from the ground itself. It turns into more of a pillar as it continues to rise, snatching the cape out of the general's hand. More and more it continues to grow upward. It moves around the battlefield very strangely, almost like a shark in the water, before it finds rest just beside another eight pillars that seem to act almost as a stairway up to the largest tower, now hanging the cape like a flag. Each of the pillars taller than the next by at least ten feet and about five to ten feet in width apart from one another. He crosses his arms again. You want to move faster? Move those chicken legs. Look down at my legs. I'm like, not chicken legs. <laughs> so you said no flight for this exercise? <laughs> Flight's the easy way. You think training comes easy? One must use their natural abilities. I don't talk in monk gibberish. <laughs> but I'll play your game. Well, so chicken pebble after you. He moves out of the way of the first stone. Um, yeah. So there were steps and everything? There's not necessarily steps. So essentially, it's nine large stone pillars. Okay. Each one of them about ten feet taller than the next. Okay. And there's about a five-foot different distance between all of them. From one to the next. Switch over to walking speed. All right. um, Then I will just... Non-flying, I will use my land movement speed, and I will just start running towards it and just attempting to just jump on each one and basically do any type of... uh, spin move or whatever I can to force my momentum to keep going forward and in an upward position on each pillar. 
So the first pillar is about 10 feet from on in the air. Okay, high jump. Three, so essentially it goes okay. 10, 20, 30, 40, all okay, the way up well to Then I will feet. climb the first one if so I won't cheat and fly my way up to the first on the first pillar. Okay. And then from as you there, begin to climb up the side of the rock, the general says, "Well, move quickly. You've got about ten minutes. No problem." All right. As Pavo begins to make his way over to the first stone, his talons dig deep into the side of the rocks as he begins to climb upwards. Go ahead and make an athletics check for me, Pavo. Ooh, 19. So, uh, plus zero, 19. 19. As he continues to climb upward, his the muscles bulge out of the sides of his feathers pulling up further and further to the top of the rock itself. You finally make it up to the top of the stone. You hear the general call out, Not bad, Pebble. Now let's see you make it across the other side. Five foot distance shouldn't be a problem. And so I just hop to the next pillar on it. Okay. As you continue to hop to the second, go ahead and make an acro- acrobatics check for me. That'll be a 15. 11 plus 4. 15. As you jump up, you catch the side of the pillar again. Not too much further climbing needs to be done. You continue to drag yourself upward, clinging as sparks begin to form around the areas of your talons as you dig them into the stone itself. You begin to pant a little bit from the climb. It's very off-putting for you not to be able to fly and to use most of your bodily muscles instead. But yet you continue to climb upward before you breach the top of the second stone. Continue. I attempt to jump to the next one. As you prepare yourself to jump to the next one, you catch out of the corner of your eye Another large stone headed your way, seemingly meaning to knock you off of the pillar. What would you like to do? I will center myself before I jump to make sure I dodge that one first before I make my movement. Once it passes, then jump. Okay. Taking the safer route, you dodge out of... You attempt to dodge out of the way. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Now, I will tell you this, that by waiting to dodge, playing it safe, you do lose a minute of time. Minute to dodge, okay. So that's a 26 for dexterity. 26. Easily able to overcome, you dodge the stone, hopping once again over to the next. Feeling the burn in your arms at this point in time, you continue to climb upward. Make another athletics check for me. Athletics is that is a 12. 12. You feel yourself begin to slide down a little bit as your muscles begin to fatigue. You cling on for dear life. Do you continue to climb? Yes, I do. Okay. 
continuing upward, you start to move a little bit slower at this point. Getting up to the top of the next, you hear the general call down. Running out of time, Pebble. Okay. With that, I will dig deep and I will leap to the next one. Keep okay. on going. You leap to the next one with relative ease, again climbing up the side of the pillar, now on to the fifth. Again, continuing to, in perpetual motion, you jump to the next and again climb up the sides. At this point in time, You've probably spent about five minutes climbing upward. And as you stand aloft the fifth pillar, you look to begin to make your way over to the next, and all of a sudden, you watch as the pillar begins to rise from the ground even more. No longer ten feet, it now acts as closer to twenty. So the next one I need is 20 feet higher now. Well, it's 10 feet higher than... So it's it's stretched about 20 feet from where you are now. The easier route would be to use the wings now. But I will... Use a key point to do Step of the Wind, which will help double my speed. And All right. make the leap. Okay. Harnessing your chi, you close your eyes in brief meditation, focusing yourself once again. As you feel as if the eye of the tiger starts to play in your mind's eye. <laughs> Jumping across to the other side, you continue inch by inch, slamming your hands into the side, digging the talons in further and further. You climb. Go ahead and make another athletics check for me. Much better. 16. 16. Again, feeling the burn within your arms, you climb up to the very top, now on the sixth pillar. At this point, you're about six and a half minutes in. And how much more do I have? Three and a half minutes for three more pillars. Okay. No time to waste. Move. So I'm assuming each pillar is a, an action, right? In a way? Correct. All right, then I will use another key point to double my movement to push on as quickly as I can. Okay, very good. As you continue to push onward, leaping to the next, Eli, watching from below, you see your friend as he struggles to climb the side of these pillars. But he doesn't give up. He refuses to quit. I cheer for him. You absolutely can. What would you like to say? Bravo! You got it! Woo! Hearing this from below, Pavo, invigorates your spirit once more. I give it a little smile. A little smirk. As you now leap to the seventh pillar, attaching yourself to the sides, you continue to climb upward, you make it to the top with relative ease. And again to the next, with no problem whatsoever, as the ninth and final pillar 
rests in front of you, heavy panting now coming from your lips. One last jump to make, Pavo. No hesitation, focused on the prize, let's go. Go ahead. Using the key point. And make an acrobatics check for me. Yeah. 14 plus 4, well, that's 18. 18, again, easily jumping over to the side, wrapping your arms around, digging your talons in. You feel your hands begin to slip at this point, as your talons almost feel like they've been filed down from clenching into the sides of these rocks for so long, but yet you push forward. Go ahead and make one athlete, one last athletics check for me with advantage, knowing that your little friend Eli is cheering you on from below. If I start slipping, I'll use my wings to clamp in with the metal tips. Just the tips? <laughs> yeah, just the tips. That is a 13. 13. As you continue to climb upward, you finally make it to the very top. As you grasp onto the cobalt blue cape, you hold it up within your hand, showing victory to those below. <laughs> nice! Slight clap. A slow clap from the general. Well done, Pebble. Well done. As Pavo. I like Pebble, but Pavo it is. How high am I? How high am I off the floor? Right now you're roughly about give or take 80 feet off the ground. Okay. I don't ever get to use this ability, but I will just jump down and use uh, my slow fall. Okay. <laughs> just because Here I am me. thinking that you're going to do some epic like backflip off the top and it's like, nope, just slowly <laughs> elevator, elevate your ass down. I get it. As 10 minutes goes by while Eli and the general wait for Pavo to finally hit the ground. It's not that long. It just means I don't take damage. So yes, I'll do a little, you know, somersault t- tuck underneath and land in a superhero pose. How's that? But I go. don't take damage for it. <laughs> Actual elevator music starts playing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> As you finally hit the ground, the general walks over to you, holding his hand out, waiting for the cape. I'll hand it back to him. He slings it over his shoulder again, connecting it at the clamp. Not too bad, Pavo. Not too bad at all. How do you feel? Tired. Good. But I I feel good. But when you will wake tomorrow, your quickness will be that much greater. After your next long rest, Pavo, you can go ahead and add one to your dexterity ability score. Voice. Okay. Eli will start limbering up. 
<laughs> what you got for me, sir? Sir. <laughs> Bit of a change of attitude, I see. Huh. I'm having a bad day. What do you want? You know, soldiers have bad days on the field. Do you think that stops them from getting killed? I would imagine not. He's trying really hard to <laughs> not be saucy. Why should I train you, Pebble? You clearly think this is a joke. I don't. I got people I need to protect. What would you do for those people, Pebble? Absolutely anything. Hmm. And what is it you came here for? Guts, I guess. I don't know how else to phrase it. Out of game? Con. <laughs> <laughs> well if you're looking for a bit more vigor then stand there like a soldier would on the battlefield if you can handle three of my attacks That will show and prove to all, including yourself, that you would be able to handle any battle. You wouldn't mind if I drank this healing potion real quick, would you? You can <laughs> always just come back wipe again. The floor with me. You can always come back again, Pebble. I have nowhere to go in this giant flying box. Well, how about this? Why don't I give it a shot? If I can't do it this time, I'll come back. Cool? Bravery is well kept in this place. I respect that, Pebble. I'll nod at him. The first, I will take it easy on you. Got this. Stand fast. As he right. reaches into his belt loop, pulling out the first of the warhammers, the tiny wall warhammers. Fell on the shoulders. Watch the shoulders. Dodge. He approaches you and gives a little bit of a smirk, lowering his head down to yours just beside his ear. This one's for the sass, Pebble. As he leans back, oh. whipping you directly in the stomach with the warhammer. He'll like, you could see it on his face, but he'll try not to move or flinch. Okay. You take four points of damage, bludgeoning damage, 
Okay. And go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me. 21. Nice. 21. Not a whisper is heard out of Eli's mouth as the blow hits him. The general pulls back. Not bad, Pubble. Not bad at all. But that was from my weak hand. <laughs> as with his right hand, he reaches in, grasping at the other small warhammer. As he pulls back and lets out another vicious blow towards your stomach. This time hitting much harder than he had in the last. You take another nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me. All in the breathing. Breathe. Eleven. Uh, I have bardic. <laughs> Can I use it? You do have bardic inspiration, and yes, you can. Okay, I will, just in case. So, 15. 15. As the blow hits, Pavo, you watch as Eli's eyes grow a little bit wider, a bit of blood being spit from his mouth as he keels over almost for a moment. Not a noise is heard coming from Eli's lips as he stands up straight once more. Maybe you're more of a boulder than a pebble, no matter what the size, small one. So, just maintain eye contact. Waiting. He begins to walk around the back of Eli. Hold fast. You never know where your enemies may come from. It's a deep breath. Be ready. He puts his hand on your shoulder. Stay strong. I'll look at him over my shoulder and nod. As he said, as you nod back to him, he reaches upwards, grabbing the great axe from his back, flipping it over so the blade side is faced away from you. He pulls back. As you feel the stone hit your back, You feel a, what would be considered a lessened blow. Perhaps the general has begun to take it easy on you. However, the pain ricochets even further. You take 11 points of bludgeoning damage, and I need you to make one last constitution saving throw. Remember, it's the breathing. Just let it. Oh, it's a 10! With the final blow, it's as much as Eli can take at one time. 
as he cries out for a moment from the pain, falling to his knees. The general walks around to the front of you, your hands digging into the sands while on all fours. You now take, see the general's boots in the sand in front of you. And soon his knees, as he bends down towards you, and offers you a hand. I'll take it. You feel a quick jerk as he pulls you back up on your feet. Wince a little bit. You have shown yourself to be able to take a beating, not only from I, not only from your friend here, but I see a man beat in his eyes. Not many can stand in the way of my great axe. You have. You stood strong like stone, older. Keep that in your mind. Whatever the day brings, whatever the future holds for any of us, stand firm like the stone, unmoving, unwilling to budge, and I will stand by your side. He'll look at him with all the attitude gone and look like he's thinking about what he's saying and nod and reach his hand out. Say, thanks for putting me in my place. I get a little uppity sometimes. You're young. You just haven't had your ass beat enough yet. And he holds out his hand. I'm working on it. I'll shake it. As you feel the firm grasp of the earth, Ganassi, you feel the vigor in your own bones. When you awake next, Eli, you can go ahead and add a plus two to your constitution. Sweet. Now go rest up, both of you. The days ahead will not be simple. But feel free to come train when you need to. It's again, General. Bye. And if you know of any other pebbles, send them my way. I'll make I them visible as well. Will do. Appreciate your assistance. Transferring away from the pits. We go to an area that's a little bit more secluded. A little quieter. 
a library, if you will. As the three of you now collect your books, making your way over to a long table, the librarian Telerik soon walk over to your side. Strange. I thought there were four of you here. There are four. Huh. Alara must be just looking for more books, I guess. Or ice cream. Ice cream, too. Perhaps I will go take a look. If you have any other questions, feel free to summon me. Thank you. In the meantime, I will leave you with your readings. Ollie, how long would you like to spend reading? Oh, is this a trick question? Ah, <laughs> uh, I well, how big's the book? I can finish the book I'd like to finish it um flipping through the pages you can see that it's probably roughly about 200 pages oh Ollie could power through that 200 pages no problem yeah I want to stay the duration of the entire book okay go ahead and do me a favor and roll a d8 for me please That is a three. A three. As you skim through the pages, your mind seems to be pulled elsewhere. You continue to read through, but it doesn't seem to be absorbing, and you find yourself having to read over and over. From what you do gather, you read of a healer. Long dead from this place. You've heard the name once or twice before in your teachings at the Church of Gibble back in Arel. It tells the tale of a war medic who would often find himself in the battlefield with some of his companions. It tells of various herbs that one can find and strangely enough, the power lines that lay within the ground and how to utilize those for healing magics. With a three, you get about halfway through the book. Before your mind just gets a little too bored. Sounds a bit more like real life to me. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, how long would you like to read for? Uh, as long as I can, I'll be scanning through the the main part of the book and see if there's anything interesting to deep, deep, dig deep, deeper into it. 
Is there something in particular that you're looking for? Well, I'm looking more about the the flame, the power of the flame, and the most powerful flame, and how to how it behaves, how to handle it, and things like this. Okay. Go ahead and roll a d8 for me. Six. Six. While flipping through the pages, you come across a number of pieces of information centered around fire magic and fire itself. Not only does it describe in detail the evocations that will cause, can cause, massive damage with fire, but also the benefits of it, such as the warmth of being able to heal oneself. You make it through the vast majority of the book. And as you close it up, after a few hours of reading with your companions, you can go ahead and add a plus one to your wisdom. Tricks. Yes. As you sit and begin to skim through the book of the firearms. Is there something in particular you're looking for? Are there pictures? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there are absolutely pictures. Perfect. Diagrams. Um, Well, you know, I'll probably look for my firearm in particular, and then also maybe anything on handy trickshot. Okay. Go ahead and roll a d8 for me. Okay. Seven. Seven. Skimming through the book, you don't find your firearm in particular. However, you do come across a few listed as rifles. Not only does it break down the anatomy of various firearms, It goes into more details of how to properly shoot, as well as some of these trick shots. You complete the book within a few hours, and with a seven, you gain a plus one to uh, your wisdom stat. However, along with that, Utilizing your wisdom, you can now use your wisdom score for your grit points. I don't know what that means, but it sounds cool. (laughs) As the rest of you stand around or finish reading, the novel's in front of you. You take note of the time. It seems a few hours have passed, roughly about three. And Alara has been nowhere to be found. I guess the librarian didn't find Alara. But you guys are still in your books? I got bored of mine. 
But I guess that means she went for ice cream. For that long? Music. I don't it's know. Been hours. She's supposed to read, like, every book in the library. Like, with time magic? She might be able to. If she were to read a book and then go back in time, would she retain the knowledge of that book and then be able to read another book? Maybe. I mean, I didn't mean so literally. I just figured, you know. Oh. She's all brainy and whatnot. She's probably reading through a billion books. Well, she's got to be doing one or the other. If she's not reading books or getting ice cream, where she could, where could she possibly be? The ship isn't that big. Let's go look around. Unless you have some more stuff you want to read here. Um. No, it's not very interesting of a read, but maybe I can uh, use my ability to find creatures. Creatures. I could try to find Alara. Let's then let's try to find the creature named Alara. All right. Since I can't call her, I'll 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 see if I can locate. I'll cast locate creature on Alara. As you hold on to your holy symbol, closing your eyes for a moment, the two of you watch as his eyes flicker open, only to find that golden glow, almost like contact lenses covering over top of Ollie's eyes. Ollie, you begin to scan around the ship almost seeing through walls in a different sense entirely. Only to find that there is no creature known as Alara on the ship. I can't find her. I don't know where she is. What? Could she be hiding from you? I don't know how she could do that unless she has some sort of magical ability to do so, but... I was scanning the entire ship. Anywhere on the ship, I, she's not here. Um, Would there be something it, wrong with your spell? I don't think so. I've casted it many times before, and I've, I've done it accurately. I've done it the same as before, and before it worked. Now I can't find her. Well, maybe she told somebody else where she went. Like Lucy or Eli. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if she's in trouble, she'll just like, you know, tap into our brains like she always does. Be like, hi, it's Alara, and then we'll know where she is. If she's in trouble, but if she's in trouble, she could be knocked out like Shade was before, and then you can't contact his conscious, or she wouldn't be able to call us if she was unconscious. Oh, that's true. Would you be able to find her if she was unconscious? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd sense her, her being. Oh. Does anyone else have anything else that can contact her with? Oh. Well, maybe we should ask around. Is it just a librarian in here or? Can we ask, is there anyone else that we see that might have seen the bubbly, sparkling 
time wizard. As you begin to look around, there doesn't seem to be anyone else within the library. However, as you look out a port window, you do see that the day is getting late at this point. Hmm. Let's meet up with the other guys. I'm starving anyway, so... Maybe they'll know more. I guess yeah. so. Maybe they have some suggestions on how we can find her. But... I guess let's just hope for the best. Maybe she found some sort of teleportation spell and she's practicing that. That'd be handy. And you look at the dead people too? Uh, no, but I don't think we need to worry about that yet. Okay. All right, let's go find the others. Maybe they'll be able to help. As the three of you leave the library, beginning to walk back to the mess hall proper. Lucy, what are you doing? Oh, hi. Um, let's see, I went to the forge. I got the bracers. I'm waiting to hear back on Bloodwell Vile. Question, did I get the message that Alara sent me? High or low for your benefit? Oh, actually, low. no, you would, you would have received it. But she okay. still was on your plane when she sent it. Yeah, I said I was heading towards the library as soon as I heard that. Okay. Message. I had forgotten about that, so we'll say that you spent a few hours okay. dilly-dallying around before making your way to sure. the library. I was trying to find all my cats. I didn't, uh, you know... They started yeah. fucking around and I had to go find them. <laughs> sure. As you make your way to the library, you run into your companions just as they're leaving. Trix, Ash, and Ollie. Hey guys, um, anyone seen Alara? Wasn't she with you? Have you been practicing mind reading? We were going to ask you that. Wasn't she with you? Yeah, Seems but like now we don't concerned. know where she is. So you lost track of her. She just vanished. Hey, do you Kinda, think she yes. like found a book on time and then did some sort of crazy time spell and now is in like another timeline? I hate to say that that's very possible since she just messaged me saying that she would be back. Oh, well then oh. I guess we don't have to. And not much else. It scares me that she didn't talk more given her mannerisms. Well, that's good news then. She said she'll be back. Is which it means, though? well, yeah, because we weren't sure she left intentionally or something bad happened to her. So now we know she chose to leave and she'll be back. Does anyone have a way to contact her? Uh, well, I've tried locating her and that didn't work. She's nowhere to be found on the ship. And uh, no, we don't have any of her mind calling abilities or anything like that. So if you have any suggestions. Oh, damn it. I've got one. I'd like to go try to find uh, Presage. Daddy? Gross. 
As you begin to make your way away from the library, you instinctively head towards the commander's post. As you begin to make your way up the stairs, you happen to take note of your two other companions, Eli and Pavo, seeming both seeming a little battered and bruised. Eli sweating profusely at this point. Pavo somehow filled with sand. As they begin to make their way up from the staircase beside the staircase that leads upward towards the command center. As, as I like start walking by it, I kind of catch him in the corner of my eye and I'll start to step in, head back and go, hey, you too. Let me look at Eli, see how much he's sweating. Gross. Yeah. Uh, Did you just say- Alara's gone missing, don't know why. Um, trying to find Presage. To hopefully he has something that will help us find her. Mm, what do you mean gone <sighs> missing? Well, she messaged me, said that she was, that she would be back. And it's scary because that's all she said. And these three knuckleheads haven't seen her. So and I even lost cast track a locate spell on her and nothing turned up. She's not on the ship. That too. Well, I've got an idea. But why? Where she is, that is. Where might that be? What were we just talking about yesterday that we told her not to do? She wouldn't do that, though, because she promised that she would take me with her. You guys got all these secrets. You knew about that? Yes, I knew about it, and I knew how everyone would react to it. Well, now look. Yeah, you can rub it in later. Let's go try to find her. I will. Well, what are we we going to do? We don't know for a fact, but it seems to be that would be the most logical thing, knowing Alara. But how? How'd she find him? I don't know. If I were to guess, based on our previous encounters, he probably found her, if that's the case. Great. I really hope that's not the case. Hopefully, you know, no offense, Ollie, but your dad seems the type that might spy on people. Maybe he's got a way to find her. Well, let's he hope doesn't that... spy, but he is resourceful. <laughs> well, let's that hope means we are spy. wrong. All right. <laughs> I'll keep walking towards the command center. <laughs> let's hope we are wrong. Quickly making your way up the staircase, entering into the command center, you're greeted with a familiar sight of a number of individuals going to and from, from and to, preparing. Again, standing around the table, seeming looking at a number of maps on the table. Lucius, as well as the scribe, stand next to each other. He looks up to all of you. Ah. I see some of you are doing well, not so much others, as he kind of nods towards Eli and Pavo. I see General Farius has done some training with the two of you, I'm assuming. Yeah. Showed us a thing or two. Good. He's the best that I could ever find. Yes, I'm sure he's great. Listen, we have a small situation here. One of our compatriots have kind of gone missing, and we need to find her. Any 
Anything you got that might help with that effort? Pappas, has there been any reports of any of the ships leaving? No, no, not, not at all, sir. Hmm. She's not left the ship, then. She has left the ship. Uh, long story short, your son here has a knack for finding people, and he is determined that she is not on the ship anymore. I've used my abilities to try and locate her, and I was able to examine the entire ship. And yeah, she is not here. And not she was the message that Lucy got. Papas, fetch me my compass. Papas nods his head and scurries off. You're sure? You've checked everywhere here. I'll look at Ollie. I'm positive. Hmm. Not to worry. It's the compass that I have in my possession is capable of finding anyone. It's attuned to myself, but it's part of the reason why I was able to find Ollie. With just simple, a little intent, it'll point us directly to Alara's whereabouts. Good, good. Lucy starts tapping his foot and kind of like very impatiently, like tapping his finger on his arm and being a little fidgety. It's all right, son. We'll find your friend. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. A few moments later, Pappas returns holding a small velvet satchel, handing it over to Lord Presage. Presage reaches in and produces a beautiful golden compass. Now, let's find out where your friend's been taken, gone off to. As he puts it down, he rests his hand over top of it, closing his eyes as a little bit of a glow begins to emanate from below. He takes his hand away. And you all watch as the compass continually spins. Lucy's kind of like over his shoulder and in his shit, like trying to find it. <laughs> what, uh, what does that mean? What, uh, is your compass broken? It's broken, right? No. This is impossible. She's in it's... another dimension, I knew it. I knew it! That's the strange part, even this goes past the boundaries of the realms. This would point us in the direction. But based so on what does what... that mean? She dead. No, even if she were to pass, it would still point towards her body. As I said, this is impossible. For it seems your friend is nowhere. What does that mean that she's nowhere? What? I don't know, Lucy. I don't know. She was in the library with you guys, right? 
Yeah, she, yeah. 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 Thank you. And Lucy darts off to the library. Sprinting as fast as he can, Lucy rushes down to the library, crashing through the doors. What would you like to do? Look in every nook, corner, and cranny of the library, frantically, like... Go ahead and make a an investigation check for me. I don't think I'm good at that. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Plus four. Okay. Bad. And a natural one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Do I have inspiration or no, I don't. <laughs> Look around for a while. Roughly half an hour, continuing, but find no trace of Alara. He shouts for Ollie, not knowing if his voice will reach or not, but he doesn't care. <laughs> Lucy begins to call for Ollie. Unfortunately, Ollie can't hear. Still just keep searching around. <laughs> Go ahead and make one place. more make one more investigation check for me. Don't fuck me die. Okay. That's a 14. 14. Barry getting your wits back from frantically searching around. You begin to use a bit of your wits making your way over to where you would typically find some of the spell books based on some of the labels throughout the columns. And you make your way to a certain row where it doesn't take long for you to find a small coin similar to one you've seen before. One Alara used. One Resilian used. And it becomes clear. And I will pick up the coin. And he's kind of like, you know, on his hands and knees and... Clutching the coin, like, till his knuckles go white. As Lucy kneels in contemplation and worry, he stands alone in the library. While far, far away from the ship, standing on a large stone at the end of time, the pupil and her mentor stare towards each other 
and I'll tell you all about it right after this break. Son of a bitch. <laughs> go ahead, guys, and go get your apple juices, your orange juices, your beer juices, whatever juices that you prefer. We're going to get into the main event of the evening. Evening. Let's As always, get ready to rumble. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna shout it, and I wanted to say it. <laughs> Make sure to uh, go ahead and enter into our giveaway for the evening. Use the command exclamation point dice to win some of these gorgeous sketch dice that our lovely Alara is holding up now, uh, and the really fancy ones that Lucy are holding up because they're they're super cool and awesome. Uh, one caveat is you do have to be following in order to enter. And aside from that, that's all I've got. We're going to take a few quick minutes, not too long at all. And you want to stick around for this one. Should be interesting so to concerning. say. So concerning. Oh no, I'm panicking. <laughs> Guys, we'll be back in roughly about three minutes or so. Stay tuned. What? And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. A quick thank you to our good friends, Gnome Ann and Dead Aussie Gamer. Welcome in, Raiders. And also Hi. to Blue, Bo Blue Box for rating us a little bit earlier. Um, uh, good to see all of you. Uh, I'm sorry, Dag. I didn't mean to not be here for you. Um, it's almost like, you know, when, you know, when, um, when you call a friend and not only do they not answer the phone, but they just don't even bother calling you back. It's kind of like that. So I feel really bad for doing that. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Um, also, Eric Ganassi, thank you so much for the 500 bits. As always, uh, we are giving, doing a giveaway for the evening, and I will turn it over to the lovely CC CEO for a moment. Why is everybody laughing at me right now? Because <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh my god, where is she? What happened? Oh, she's fine. She's just doing her thing. Okay. All right. Hey, we're live. Somebody tell her we're live. We're live. We're live. <laughs> We're live, yeah. yay. <laughs> okay. um, so we're doing a giveaway today. Ooh, look at these beautiful sketch dies. Ooh, uh, we are, uh, Mithra Armory has been super kind uh, to work with us and uh, give these away. Look at that. So you get these blank dice. You can color them with these pens any which way you want. Look, Bobby's holding up the ones that he did. What, what do you call them? What do you call them? Dice. Tarnished gold. Tarnished gold. Um, so fancy. Anyway, so um, enter. Um, oh my god! <laughs> command dice. Command dice. Did you command almost? Dice. Did you almost forget what the command was again? <laughs> yes. I just, oh Lord. Okay. Um, so enter uh, exclamation mark dice to be entered. Um, all you need to do is be following us. Yay! Um, and. If you're sad and you don't win, um, you can always go to Mithra Armory's website and you can buy them there. And you can also use a code uh, CAREFUL at checkout and it'll apply 10% off to your entire cart. They also sell awesome stuff like these really fancy dice and D&D t-shirts and lots of mugs and other merchandise. Super cool. So you, go, you should go check them out. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
with that said, now that our party is back, <laughs> let's go ahead and jump back into tonight's episode. Also, quickly, uh, Crashburn, thank you for the 100 bits as well. Rowdy, you madman, thank you so much for the 100 bits, my friend. Uh, and GF Powers, are you guys just going to keep, <laughs> you guys are just going to keep dropping bits so we don't get to the, the main event of the evening, if you will. <laughs> Bitty toot. <laughs> So, as Alara stands out on the edge of a large asteroid at the end of time itself, she stands face to face against her mentor. The two stare each other down for a moment as I change the music. That's better. Great. As Resilian looks up towards you, Alara, his face of sadness begins to turn to anger. I've taught you all of these years, and you choose to betray me. Siding with my enemy instead of your mentor. Not siding with Rhea. But yet you refuse to stand beside me. You taught me to stand up for what is right. And I know what's right. You're the one that's lost. You say I'm lost. You say, I don't know what I'm doing. Yet you forget how many years I've lived. No. It is not I who's lost, Alara. It is you and your friends who've never been able to come to terms what must be done. But I will admit one thing. Of them all, you cause me the most problems. Why? For you are the only one who understands time magic. That should mean something. It does. It means I can't let you leave this spot. And I need you to go ahead and roll initiative for me. Going to Alara. Oh my god. We got your back. Oh wait. <laughs> There's no way you have this and you're probably gonna lose. Thanks. <laughs> uh it's a twenty-six. Twenty-six. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry, I did the math one. I rolled a 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Sorry, 23. 23. 
Bear with me for one second. I just need to pull up some stat blocks. <sighs> Panicking. <laughs> the youth of Alara seems to be enough to commence the battle. You're up first, Alara. What would you oh like my. to do? <laughs> oh my god. To set okay. the stage a little bit so you're aware, the uh, large floating rock out in the star fields that you stand on right now, the width of it is roughly about 50 feet. The uh, length of it, about 80 feet. It seems relatively flat. There's a few areas that are protruding a little bit up from the rock. However, there doesn't seem to be a lot of cover beyond that. Otherwise, it is mostly flat. Good that you know right. that. I think the terrain is really the issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that I'm on a floating rock in space at the end of fucking time. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Um, Alara is going to uh, epically whip, whip her staff around and slam it on the ground. Um, and she's going to look at Resilian and she's going to say... You don't have to do this. I don't want to do this. We could leave together, but my way. And she's going to cast Critical Fate for her action. Okay. As you begin to allow the spell to commence, uh, what kind of saving throw was that? It's not. It just, it's the auto crit, auto hit, but next turn. So oh, right. basically all this energy starts um, uh, coming into the top of her orb and she starts peering into the potential futures in front of her, of Resilient. Okay. As you stare outward, you begin to see pockets of different actions that happen all around you. Wondering exactly where the next hit should be taken. Uh, with that said, it's going to be... Uh, why is this playing... Sorry, yeah, it's playing twice in my ear, ear right now. Yes, we go. you've got that two songs playing. It sounds cool. Entirely. It was like a mashup. It was kind of sounding good for a minute. all the futures. <laughs> okay. With that said... Brasilian is going to stare down at Alara for a moment. You think I don't know what you're trying to do? I made these spells. But you can certainly try. And with that, he is going to cast... Uh, what is he going to cast? Thanks, uh, Crash Burn. Whistle interruption. <laughs> Thanks. Hurt. He begins to wave his hand in front of you. And as he does, you see specks of blue beginning to form at the ends of his fingertips. 
as he thrusts them out towards you. You watch as blue, cold, freezing cold energy begins to fire down towards you. Uh, I need you to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me. I'm going to use counterspell. Fuck, I hate this. I hate this. Uh, I guess I need to say, uh, do I recognize the spell being cast or no? You uh, do not, I don't believe. Okay. I'll cast it at fifth level then. Okay. Fair enough. As the cone of cold begins to fly over top of you, muttering the incantation needed to counterspell, you watch as it turns to almost flakes of snow as it begins to drift down lazily beside you. Not too bad, my pupil. Seems I've taught you well. And with that, you're up. Okay. Wow. Now, Alara, peering into the future, can see exactly where Resilient is going to be. Um, she rotates her staff around one more time um, and uses the charge um, to use her critical fate to cast Chromatic Orb at the sixth level, right at Resilient. So that will be an auto hit of 8d8 critical, so doubled. Um, I'm going to use <laughs> fire. I'm going to use fire. I'm going to use fire. So this giant fireball um, sort of comes out from her, her staff and then hurls itself right at Resilian. Oh my gosh. I should have got these dice out. Hey, I'm like shaking right now. In case anyone wants to. <laughs> Probably fine. Probably fine. Probably fine. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I rolled two eights in that, in that set. Yeah. Fifty. That's fifty. Doubled is a hundred. A hundred points. A fire damage. Uh-huh. 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 Very good. Uh-huh. Watch him just say cute. Yeah, eight, eight. I rolled eight D8. That makes sense, right? Yep. Okay. As the blast of fire seemingly cascades over top of him, you watch as his robes become tattered and burned. With burn marks and a few bits of fire coming off of his robes entirely. He stands proper once more, brushing out the fire. God, good. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Mm, I'll just say... I don't want to do this. Like, please, let's stop. Let's stop this. This is crazy. You come at me with your firepower and then ask me to stop? I think not. And as he says this, you watch as some of the burns meticulously start to fade away as he seemingly begins to regenerate himself. Oh, fuck. Me. 
he begins to utter an incantation once again. And as he does, you feel a little bit of a rumbling in and around you as it seems like space and time begins to rip open itself as he casts Gravity Fissure. Fuck me. Counterspell! 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 Fourth level! Please, I hope that works. Oh my god. Uh, Go ahead and uh, make a intelligence saving throw. Or no. How does that work again? Oh, fuck. I hate this. Uh, Rob, help! Uh, for if casting a spell of fourth level or higher, make an ability check using your spell casting ability. D- the right. DC equals ten plus the spell's level. Right, that's what I thought. Okay, so go ahead and make a, an ability check against uh, intelligence. Ten plus an ability check. Make an ability de- check. Depending using on the my level he's casting, casting that at. Got it. Using my the, yeah. okay, my spell casting ability, and that's. My spell you, attack? Should be your yeah. intelligence yeah. modifier. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So okay. okay, okay, got it. Okay. It's it's like casting a spell. Oh, 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh, God. So 16. So that's, yeah, 16. 12 plus 4 is 16. That's it? 16. So basically, yep. Yeah. So if you cast a 6 level or lower, it's good. Yeah. 16 just Seven. makes it as oh. the fissure begins to die down in front of you. He snarls towards you, very unpleased with what's happening. You've trained well, but it won't be enough. You're up. What would you like to do? Just panic. Just cry and panic. <laughs> okay. Um, fuck. I, I guess... Um, Sorry. I guess I will cast. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess I will cast. I can't do math fast. <laughs> I'm panicking. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, ray, ray, six rays. Okay. I'm going to cast Scorching Ray, all of them, Eversilian, at fifth level. Okay. As you begin to cast, you feel the magics begin to leave your hands as they begin to die down. All of them? You look up to see Resilian muttering the words of Counterspell. Fuck. Fine. I won't Counterspell it back. (laughs) I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Counterspell battle. Alar will just sort of grit her teeth and look pissed off. Okay. With that said, you watch as Resilian again, more of the burns start to melt away from his body. He gives a brief smile before putting his hands out to the side as you watch as what look like two red saw blades begin to appear in both of his hands. Okay, I fucking counterspell again. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth level. Uh, 
at fourth level yeah uh okay watch as the two saw blades begin to disappear from his sides he begins to stand up straight well perhaps this won't do at all he's gonna go ahead and use one of his legendary actions and I need to go ahead and make a uh, intelligence saving throw for me. Mm, okay. Do you have powers gave me something at the beginning? I think it True. was advantage. I don't know if I can. Inspiration. Inspiration can on ability yeah. checks. Oh, crash burn. It's okay. I rolled a 19, and what is it? An intelligence saving throw? That's yeah. a 29. Bitch, take it, Resilian. Wow. <laughs> <Take it. Dorm. laughs> by one. Just kidding. Yeah, I know. Missed by one. I mean, we should be friends. <laughs> you watch. You feel the time around you begin to slow as your body begins to stiffen up. But you're easily able to brush it off, able to avoid the time stop. You're up, my friend. What would you like to do? I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all. I'm running out of spell slots, everyone. <laughs> okay. Um. I guess. Um. I will do. I will do chromatic orb again at the fourth level. Um, I will spin my staff around. I'll slam it down and um, be counterspelled. Okay, I will look pissed off again and just say, "Can we stop this back and forth? Isn't this enough?" Looks to you. I humbly agree. As you watch his body begin to shrink down to that of Darius once more. Seemingly condensing, condensing the magic down into a new type of energy entirely. He begins to rush towards you. As he gets in close, he's going to make two attacks against you. Uh, first hit is going to be a 19 to hit. That will hit, but I will use my reaction, a charge from my book, and Alara just disappears and appears 10 feet to the left. Okay. As he swings his fist towards you, giving a roundhouse of a punch in your direction, he misses entirely as you uh, bamf out of the way. Turning towards you, he gives you a bit of a stink eye, now making his way towards you. Giving his last 10 feet of movement, he's going to make try and make a second attack against you. Uh, and that is going to miss, because I rolled like shit, as you're able to dodge <laughs> out of the way of his attack once more. You watch as he comes down, hitting onto the ground as the rocks underneath crack under his knuckles. You're up. What would you like to do? 
Laura stands confidently as she reappears and the wind just blows by her hair and she just keeps eyes locked with him. <laughs> Feeling a moment of confidence. <laughs> Feeling a moment of confidence. Oh my god. Okay. Um I guess she's she's gonna go back to her good old hands of time. Alara is gonna whisper her words, put her hands up, and her two ethereal cogwheels appear in our hands, and she will throw them at Ursulian. Okay. Go ahead and make your two ranged attacks. Okay. Uh, the first one is big numbers. Big numbers. Is twenty-one to hit. Okay. The second, the second one is not as good. 19. 19. As the hands of time fly out towards him, you begin to watch him as he utters a strange incantation you've never seen before. He's going to use spell bounce as the blades oh seemingly turn and fly back towards you. Fuck What's me. your AC? <laughs> um, it's 15, but I'll cast shield so that as my reaction this round so that the first one doesn't hit. Okay. Fuck me. The first does not hit. However, the other skims by your face, causing a deep cut within your cheek. <laughs> Did it to yourself. <laughs> Go ahead and roll damage for yourself on one of the attacks. All right, that is. I rolled two sixes, a five, and a four. <laughs> Fucking 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 21 points of necrotic damage. You take 21 points of necrotic damage. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do on your turn? Yeah, I'll just I'll just wipe the blood off of my face, and blink it away. <laughs> it's probably stinging. Uh, Lara gives off a loud ow 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 ow. <laughs> All right. With that said, um, Resilian is going to try and make two more attacks against you. first attack you're able to avoid again I am gonna oh, go my ahead. sheets my shield's still up also okay by the way sparkly blue shield sparkles fly off of it as he hits the first attack he attacks it hits the shield directly causing sparks to fly off of pinkles pinks and purples pinkles giving a glare towards you he leans back once more and lets a fist fly through and that, my friend, is going to be a natural 20. Of course. So happy about this. Um, I'm great. Thank you. I think I have something. Hold on. I know I used my thingy. So, The punch lands directly into your stomach as you spit out a whop of blood towards Resilian. You take 24 points of damage. 
Do I have a reaction? I'm getting lost. I think because I use shield on my turn. You use your so reaction no. on your turn, so no, you don't. Okay. Okay. So tw- 24 then. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> He stands back, giving himself a little bit of a stretch. You won't win this, Alara. It was never written in this way. You're up. What would you like to do? Oh my god. Um... No spells. I'm gonna try hands of time again. Two cogwheels come up again. Um, and she's gonna whip them both at Resilian. Okay. Go ahead and make two spell attacks for me. Twelve plus ten. Twelve plus ten is twenty-two. Oh, and then a fifteen. Sorry, the first was... 22, and then a 15 for the second one. Okay. Uh, As the blades leave your hands flying towards Resilian, the first he's able to move out of the way of. However, the second catches him off guard. Go ahead and roll damage on one of the attacks for me. Numbers, big numbers. Twenty. Twenty points of necrotic damage. Okay. As the blade cuts through the top of his arm, you see a large wound appear out of nowhere. Blood now dripping from him. He's looking a little bit rough at this point. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Yeah, I'll say, what do you mean it wasn't written? Priscillian is going to once again stand up straight, cracking his neck a little bit. You watch as the cut starts to close up a little bit. Lara, this was never meant for you to win. This is my time, not yours. And he is going to... He begins to wrap his hands around in a strange way. And as he does, you feel bits and pieces of your body as it begins to pull apart. He's going to go ahead and cast Molecular Shift on you. I need you to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. Uh, that is a 19. 19 does not succeed. Okay. It's not good. That was a high roll for a wizard. Wait, um, yeah, actually, I don't, fuck me. I don't know if I should use my reaction. Um, okay. I will use my reaction to force no i'm not going to <laughs> <laughs> yes no 
That is going to be 20 points of necrotic damage as you feel your body begin to tear away from itself. Little bits from your molecular structure being pulled apart. Don't say it. Lara, Lara takes a really hard knee, uh, but she is still up, barely, barely. She um, will use her reaction. So glad I didn't use it. She will use her reaction um, and use a charge from the staff of time. You see, um, as she goes down to her knee, um, she puts all her weight onto the staff and um, she uses temporal reprieve and gains half, half, well, she gains temporary hit points equal to half the damage she just took. So Counter I'll spell. take. <sighs> that spell or an ability? <laughs> oh, man. I'm not sure 10 hit points would have helped anyway. <laughs> As the spell begins to die down, he slaps the wand or the staff out of the way. Out of my hand? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> That's my spell focus. I don't get any kind of save. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can go ahead and make a strength saving throw for me. Oh, great. I'm so strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I rolled a 19. Negative one modifier. So 18. All right. <laughs> So he doesn't slap it out of your hand. He just pushes it downward. As he rests his foot over top of the staff while you're down on one knee. You have one option, Alara. Hand over the lantern. And this all ends now. And what are you going to do if I don't? Are you going to kill me? He reaches down and grabs you by the throat, lifting you up. As he does, he turns back into Resilian, pulling himself up to eye level with you. As he rests his hand on your chest. Do you forfeit the lantern? No. Oh, no. Um. Oh. My God. Um. Um. The lantern. Um. Did you feel anything from it? Any sort of any feeling, or is it just like hanging out there? At this point, you you have grown a little bit of a bond with the lantern, but it doesn't seem like there's anything coming off it just as of yet. No, I can't do this. Um.
Alara's going to. Oh my God. I have no smells. She's going to. Um, use a second level spell for her turn to cast time still since Resilient's touching her and she's going to freeze time. No harm can come to her for that minute in the bubble. Resilient stares at you. You know this is frivolous. I don't I need to hurt you, to wound then you. don't. Then don't. Just let me go. This lantern isn't yours and you know it. You won't be able to bond with it. In that case, your choice has been made. He reaches towards your chest and you feel a strange pull as if your entire being is being moved. You look down to see a silver chain being pulled out of your chest. I've given everything I could to you, Alara. I've taught you all I could. This is how you've repaid me. Like everyone else, you've betrayed me. In my darkest hour, I thought you of all people I'd be able to turn to. I thought you would be there and understand. No. You're like the rest of them. You're not deserving of what I give. Every time I put my faith in someone, every time, they fail me. They let me down. You were never worthy as my pupil. I see that now. Even in this moment, I know there's good in you somewhere. And you can stop at any time. Just stop. Make a persuasion check. Can I use um, the the thing from GF Powers now? My ability check. Sure. Okay. Um, persuasion is good. It's a twenty-four. 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 I'm going to go ahead and take a picture of this so everyone can see. 
fuck happened? Crying <laughs> he made at lunch. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I'm going to go ahead and send this to our group. No. <laughs> But for those watching at home, Cillian just rolled a natural 20. <gasps> Lara, do you have any last words? Oh my god, no! Oh, oh yeah. That's a nice looking dice. Oh my god. Um Alara will just look at Resilian and <laughs> grit through the pain and try and smile and say if the resilient that I knew is still in there, just know that there's part of me that still loves you. And I hope that you find him again. And I guess as uh, Alara's eyes close um she just has flashes of her childhood with alcor playing like hide and seek um she has a flash of like first meeting lucy and offering him her hand on the floor of the bar and she has a final flash of um, everyone in a group hug. And then it'll go black. As you feel a tug, a tightening of the silver chain, closing your eyes and accepting your fate, Out of the darkness, a voice is heard. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Opening your eyes once more, you look down towards the silver chain as it begins to turn blue. You continue up towards the chain only to see a blue transparent hand holding on to it. And as you continue up the arm, you see an older version of yourself standing smiling towards you. Let's get you back up on your feet. 
Resilient looks over towards the strange echo of Alara. Confused. You are an echo. This can't be happening. She thrusts her hand towards him. It doesn't seem like much at all, but he gets thrown back at least 20 feet. He stares in awe. As she smiles down towards you, bringing you back up to your feet. Resilian yells out, But you're an echo! I've watched you so many times, you're just... You're repeating. That's all you are. You just repeat. That's all the echoes do, is repeat. As the older Alara turns towards him and smiles and tilts her head. Whoever said I was an echo? His eyes grow wide as he begins to understand. No, no. I've, I've grabbed, I've taken the champion's weapons as well. You've all left me behind. None of you chose me as your champion. What kind of life is this? He continues to mutter onward before she interrupts him. You know, I don't think I've ever said this before, but I think you talk too much. As she waves her hand, he vanishes from sight. Turning back towards you, Alara. She lifts you back up to her feet. Are you all right? Um, I mean, not really, but thank you for, for saving me, us. This is weird. This is weird. I guess I don't need to introduce myself. No. (laughs) Okay. How did... How is this possible? You must have learned by now. Okay. Do you mind if I just sit down? I'm really, really tired. Oh, 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 man. Let me help. Let me help. As she rests her hands on your shoulders, you feel a warm healing over top of your body. Very similar, but different at the same time to the healing that Ollie typically does. This seems more akin to the magic that you're used to. As the cells of your body begins to reverse in time, healing themselves. That for my cool new eye scar, right? <laughs> How does the scar look? Does it look cool? Thank you. I don't know. It looks pretty badass. Yeah. What do you think of mine? I think it looks cool. You know, I, I modeled it after like, you. After 
Oh, that's that's weird how time works like that. It that's really cool. is, isn't it? So does that mean in my future, I'm going to do exactly what you just did? No. Okay. So, okay, so what now? You want, Are you going to come back with us and help us? Also, where's Resilian? Do we need to worry about him anymore? Is he okay? Mm, I kind of just sent him back to where he was. Where what? Where was he? Before he came to see you. Oh, okay. Okay. This isn't my fight. It kind of is. But not... Not the same. Does that make sense? Not really, but I'm going with it. Okay. Okay, so think, now what? I think you guys are going to do better than we did. Who's we? Well, you and the same people? Me and my friends. Was Lucy with you? No. Mm. Lucy didn't make it. What do you mean? What happened? I don't really want to talk about it, but a lot of us think that you guys can do it this time. Well, we're going to try. I still have the lantern and she'll swing it around. Thanks. How do I, how do I bond with this? It just. It's just a lantern right now. I tried, to, I tried, I sat down. I even had Lucy's robe on so that like, I felt really comfortable. And I was like, Hey, like, let's be friends. And it didn't talk back to me. What do you use lanterns for dummy? To light things. Well, you don't, you don't use lanterns to light things. You hold light in them. Okay. I don't know if anybody's told you this or not, but you're the light bearer. Yeah, I've heard that name before. So how are you supposed to bear light with an empty lantern? I don't know. I don't have any light. I don't even have the light cantrip. <laughs> I never learned it. <laughs> Which you know. Have you ever heard the term passing the torch? Yeah. It's like when you're running a relay race and then somebody hands you the torch. Kind of. <laughs> I think that's what's got to happen. Okay. What, with you? To me? Or someone else? Yeah. Me and you. Girls got to help okay. each other out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then what do you do after? I mean, I don't think I'm going to be around after. Like in my timeline, like you're going to be okay though, right? 
part of me is going to stay with you. Yeah. Okay. But then what happens to you, though? You're doing the thing that I do. I talk around answering a question. <laughs> you probably get that from me. Yeah. We get it from each other. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't dance around it. I'm... My time's done. It was done a long time ago. We tried to... I'll do the same thing that you guys are doing. Make things go on. And it didn't really work out. So we got reset. And every time we get reset, new aspects are born. Six of them. Every time. Okay. We go and do this over and over again, and we pick our champions. From the beginning, with the God incursion, all the way up to now. I picked this form for you, because... I knew you were coming. It's pretty cool, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it is. But that's all there is for me. That Things are gonna change. Sad. Things are gonna change after this. How so? I don't know. No one ever wins. But you guys have Lucy. There's a seventh. Mm -hmm. There's never been a seventh before. Yeah. He's kind of great. He really is. He's pretty cute, too. I know. I liked our chat. Me too. I hope... I hope you remember me as a friend. Of course! We can be best friends! Can we hug? Are you... a ethereal or... Can we hug? <laughs> I mean... Sometimes. Maybe this time. Okay. And let's get you back home. Yeah, that would be really nice. This is not a great place to spend the rest of my life. Plus, I miss all my friends. I can understand that. Hug. Hug. As you wrap your arms around the echo of yourself. A blue light begins to shine outward. 
So much so that almost the entire cosmos itself is blinded. As the light dims down, the world below becomes enveloped in darkness. As silence takes its hold, however far up on the asteroid, no one remains. Lucy. On your knees in the library, tears begin to form in your eyes, unsure, but also sure what happened to Alara. As you stare down at the floor, you begin to see a blue light that begins to flood in all around you. A wind begins to pick up out of nowhere as you raise your head. You see a point of blue light that seems to be hovering just a few feet away from you. We'll back as up it, cautiously. Just FYI. As it continues to grow, Brighter and brighter, you see the silhouette of a figure appearing within the light itself. Prepares to fight. From the light, you see the silhouette come into view. A very familiar reddish hair of a half-elf. Albeit looking slightly different. Her dress now changed to a cobalt blue with gold highlights and intricate pieces and designs in and around the stitched overlay. You see from her wrists dangle two golden bracelets in a large circular flap of fabric that resides underneath, resembling that almost of a strange angel wing. But the most important of all, you see Alara now standing with her staff of time, attached to its end, now curved over slightly, a silver lantern with a bright blue flame residing on the inside. The light begins to die down around her, but the light she bears remains. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Are you kidding me? It's... Do you know how worried I... What did you do with your hair? <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> and he kisses Alara. 
<laughs> oh man. That just kind of holds her for a while. I don't ever do that to me again. I I I didn't do it on purpose. I haven't been gone that long, I don't think. <sighs> Felt like an eternity. I thought I, I thought I, I was gonna die. I thought I almost lost you. Yeah, that's how I felt too. What is all, what, is, like, kind of back off and collect himself. What's all this? What happened? Um, well, um, I tried to I tried to convince resilient that didn't really go very well um and he almost killed me uh pretty dramatically and scary and then um me came to save me and passed me the torch and I think I bonded with with the lantern now um resilient incredibly confused Resilient's still alive, though. Um, he's really, really powerful. And he's lost. I can't, I can't get to him, so I think he's going to be a problem. Lucille, we'll take Alara's hand. Look down at it. Cover it with his own hand. Well, this time, we'll do it together. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And Alar will just give him like the longest hug, not let go. He'll, he'll stay in it. Just kind of, kind of lost in the moment. Is this it's a good look, by the way. As the two of you hold yourselves in a warm embrace, not wanting to let go, ever. A voice booms out as if over a loudspeaker. Ten minutes from Trellis. Ten minutes from Trellis. Well, let go and step back. Should let the others know you're okay. Okay. Um, also, like, if you ever want to kiss me again, I like that. That was nice. Keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. No wink. <laughs> <laughs> As the two exit the library, hand in hand. That's where we're going to wrap up our session for the evening. Oh, my God. What a session. (laughs) Not okay. Oh, my God. I'm literally dripping sweat right now. (laughs) Wow. 
that was craziness. Oh. With that said, we uh, we got a giveaway to do. Giveaway. Oh yeah. <laughs> give it away. Give it away. Give away. it away now. Oh yeah. I forgot all about that. Me too. Hashtag busy dying. Almost die. With that said, we're gonna. I'll take a couple more minutes before we uh, before we go ahead and do the poll, uh, guys. If you haven't already entered and you're interested in winning some awesome, cool sets of dice that you can customize for yourself. Um, go ahead and put exclamation point dice down in the giveaway uh, or down in chat right now. Uh, we'll give you a couple minutes to do that. Uh, I see that Black and Forge has gone ahead and cast Hydrate, which 100%, why don't we raise a glass to all of our all friends right. out there? Cheers. Cheers to you all. Cheers. Cheers. Bix is gonna kill me. <laughs> she is. <laughs> it was so perfect, though. It was so oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, it was. Loved it. Um. Okay. Uh. So with that said, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, uh, I'll close off the entries for the evening. We are going to be giving away another set next week. So if you don't make it this week, then hey, that's cool. You can try again next week. Uh. All right. And if I can get a drum roll, please. Drum roll. Good luck to all that entered. <laughs> but tonight's winner is none other than... <laughs> Amazing. Congratulations, Crimson. <laughs> Um, absolutely amazing. Yes. Crimson, well we got deserved. some dice well on the way to you, my friend. Well, well deserved. Um, and by the way, if uh, if if you're not already following our friend Crimson over at uh, the Fireside Portal, hey, maybe go check him out. They do a, a really, excuse me, um, a cool show on uh, on Friday nights, I believe at 6 Eastern Standard Time, but uh, Crimson, correct me if I'm wrong. And if someone could drop a shout out, thank you so much, Eli, very, very much. Congratulations to you, my friend. I'll be talking to you in a couple minutes anyway, so, uh, so I'll tell you more there. <laughs> Uh, but guys, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for all of the support. Y'all guys are amazing. Whether you found us here, you found us on the TikToks, you found us on the YouTubes, whatever the case is, we're so glad to have you as part of the Tripper family. Um, and uh, it, uh, it means a lot to us all. So with that said, uh, I think we're going to do a little bit of raiding, a little raidy route for the evening. Why not? Should be fun. Um, and uh, we'll go check out... Uh, do, 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 do. Hold on, let me hit the button. You guys talk for a minute so I can figure out what the hell I'm doing. All right. Well... <laughs> Boy, that was a butthole clincher, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I literally thought I was dying there. Oh, um, you held your own for quite a while, though. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That yeah. first strike, 100 damage, I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's the highest damage uh, so far in the campaign. I think yeah. so, too. That's it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah, the, the only time that you we got close was you did 88 points of fire damage. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's before I had my sixth level spell slot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else feel like older Alara, whoever, or whatever that was? <laughs> Just died though. Yes. Yeah, so really yeah, it felt like giving up their life for the oh, for the cause know. situation. Or, yeah. or took over Alara and stuffed our Alara into the lantern. 
past Lucy the just door. kissed a stranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I was really worried. I kind of decided what Lucy was gonna do when she came back. That like, what if Rosalia does win, takes over her body, like someone mentioned could happen. He comes back and then he ends up kissing her. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that would have been funny out of game. <laughs> all right guys i i have it all teed up we're gonna go uh check out some more amazing tabletop role players uh quests and chaos some friends of the channel they've uh they've come and raided us a few times so i thought we would uh we'd go over there and uh and show them a little bit of love so uh if you're not already following when you get over there go ahead and hit the follow buttons make sure to show them a little love uh hashtag cc love raid because we have nothing to do with the hate raids around here if you've got if you've got your our hearts use them if not then just just hashtag cc love raid uh and uh and yeah we'll uh, we'll go say hi to those lovely peeps over there uh we're gonna go ahead and start the raid off as always guys thank you so much for coming and hanging out for the evening before i leave you i beg you all one word of caution whether training with some friends and a new companion on a strange airship or alternatively fighting your mentor at the end of time itself I beg you one word of caution be careful out there you could trip guys we'll see you all in the next one take care bye, bye. so long and thanks for all the fish <laughs>